Welcome to this BC podcast. My name is Rasmus Beck, and today, uh, to my left, we are represented by a nation we do not see that often in the podcast. So I'm very, very pleased to welcome you, Sova Florin Jansen. Thank you. From Norway. Yes. <laughs> not that often we see Norwegians in our studio. No, so I think it's the first. It is definitely the first <laughs> one. I'm very, very pleased that you are here. So well, we are going to uh, to speak about a few different topics, of course. Um, but one of the main topics uh, I'm always thinking when I see somebody like you is how is it to be coming from one of those smaller countries where badminton is is mainly not a sport, mm. uh, but you're very, very few players coming into, for instance, a European championship, seeing, wow, uh, Victaxis, Carolina Marin, they have all the resources they basically want, and you might not have that many. How is that? Uh, it's always strange, I think. Uh, we know we are one of the weakest, of course, uh, but it's also very nice for us to be able to play against these, like you mentioned, these best couples. It's a very good experience for us. And it's just, I think it's just nice to be a part of the <laughs> European circuit, yes. When you uh, bought your plane in, in Oslo, uh, for instance, for, for Kiev, which is the case here, uh, are you proud going as a Norwegian national team player? Or is it something that you're more like, a uh, bit nervous for actually going to where all the stars are. How, how do you see it? Uh, <laughs> I must be honest, I'm not very proud uh, to represent Norway, actually, <laughs> because I think, um, like you said, we're not the best country. But it's also very cool if we do well and people like notice us. That's a really great feeling. How is it when you uh, tell somebody new a new person you meet in Norway, that I'm, I'm so I'm playing badminton. How do how do they react? Uh, first of all, they always say, "Oh, badminton, that's fun." I always play it on the beach or in the garden, and I'm like, "Yeah, you don't play badminton outside." And then they ask if it's uh, is it a real sport? Is it like Olympics? Now, of course. <laughs> so, how do you feel about that? Because it's, it seems like an, an, a garden sport to, to a lot of people in, in Norway, I know that. But, but how does it feel? Because you're putting a lot of effort, a lot of time and resources into this. Sometimes I'm just, uh, I don't want to answer. <laughs> but of course I have to answer and tell people about what badminton really is. And try to make it a bigger sport in Norway, yes. What do you do to, to try to make it a bit bigger, just, just a tiny bit bigger? Um... Well, I should probably do more. <laughs> Maybe I could be better at Instagram and stuff like that, perhaps. Um, but it's also when we meet people, they ask us. I always try to talk about badminton and explain them how big the sport is. It's, I always say like it's one of the biggest sports in the world, and I always compare us to uh, the Norwegian football. Uh, because football is, of course, a big sport in Norway, but we're not very good in football in Norway. So I always say we're better than Norwegian football. <laughs> yeah, until you had that hole and guy, then it's actually turning maybe a bit away around in, in football. But that's another story. <laughs> um, but but Solvo, it's, it's no secret that we have spoken before. Uh, and you know that I'm from Denmark, a country where you actually uh, have badminton very high up. Mm -hmm. How is it to actually, you, you just have to look at, across the border, just a bit to the south, and there you see the players having all the opportunities that you are fighting for. Yes, it's, it's strange. Denmark is like a neighbor country and it's a whole other level. And they have all these 
well, they have more money and they're more famous in the country and we're like, nobody knows us. Mm, mm. But Solva, in, in Norway, winter sports are big. Yes, uh, very big. Uh, some of the sports are not big worldwide uh, of, of the sports which are popular in Norway. Why did you choose to go with badminton in the first place? Because uh, you could have gone cross-country skiing, <laughs> you could have gone handball, you could have gone basically whatever sport uh, in, in Norway because you have a, a different climate than in many other countries. Uh, I chose badminton because of my mother. She played and I think that's for most of the Norwegian players. They have family played before and they're heard it from a friend, so I don't think badminton is the first choice if you don't know anybody. How come? <laughs> well, people, first of all, I don't think people, like I said, they think of it as uh, something you play on the beach, and I, and I think it's only 5,000 members in the Norwegian Federation, so we're quite small. You said, uh, Solva, that you're very proud when you bought the plane. Uh, and, and, and what is the ambition of yours? Because we, we have seen you on the European circuit before. Remember the first time I met you, that was in, uh, that was in Belarus, mm -hmm. where you played, I think it was a future series, uh, maybe international series, something around that. Uh, and, and, and now also in, in Kiev, where we record this for, for the European Championship. But what is the bigger ambition of yours? Um, I think... Well, I know I want to, well, when we met, we, I played a future series, so I think I will probably try to play more challenge, maybe Super 300, these kind of tournaments. I don't, I don't, I don't really think that Olympics is possible for me, uh, right now at least. Uh, but of course, it's fun to try and play these higher tournaments. How is it? realizing that, okay, the Olympics might not be for me yet, uh, in a period of time where you can see he is aiming for Olympic qualification, he's here because of Olympic points, but then you are, yeah, but yeah, that's nice, good for you guys, but this is not for me, how's that? Um, well, of course, Olympics is like, it would be really nice, <laughs> of course, I think every athlete thinks that Olympics is the biggest goal, uh, but and of course, I'm not thinking it's not possible for... I could play until I'm 30, who knows where, where I will be then. But right now, I don't think, like, for Tokyo... No, I mean uh, Paris. Paris 24. Yes. Mm. I don't really see that coming right now. Um, but I've accepted it, and I think there's a lot more than the Olympics. Um, like I said, finals in a challenge, I think that's pretty good, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being part of a European Championship, how's that? Oh, that's very nice, <laughs> of course. Uh, I actually didn't uh, think I would qualify because uh, I haven't played. Well, my partner was injured and then I was injured, uh, but we managed it, so it was a big surprise. And hopefully not the last time. No, no definitely, definitely not. not. I hope not. Uh, so I, I visited the Norwegian Federation a couple of years ago now, and uh, we, we, this player group and I, we talked about how to, to commercially value it yourself and so. But, but uh, of course, for, for the fans watching this one, it might be actually interesting to hear how, how do you survive, so to speak, because uh, it comes with a cost, uh, playing badminton, of course. Uh, you also have to practice every day, maybe more than once. How? What do you do to survive uh, the living of being a badminton player? Yeah, uh, 
first of all, uh, Norway is a very expensive country, <laughs> and we don't earn any money on badminton. Uh, so we have to either work or study to get money to survive. <laughs> uh, so the days are very busy. It's uh, always practicing, and then we have school or work, like, like I said, and there's not very much free time, but I don't think anyone really have much of that. Um, but it's, of course it's hard, but if you want it enough, then, it, then you will manage. Do you want it enough? Yes, yeah. well, at least for now. Yeah. At what point do you think it's, it's worth taking a strong consideration, okay, for how long, for how long can I do this? Mm. Um, that's a question I really haven't thought about so Which much. Is a good thing, I guess. Yes, I think so too, because I never thought about quitting. And I think like, uh, I know most Europeans players, they have their top peak around 30, mm -hmm. is that right? Yeah, it's not, not totally yeah. wrong. So I think if I quit now, I, I'm giving up and I don't see how far I can go. But of course, uh, well, now I'm finished with my master's, my bachelor's degree in psychology, mm -hmm. and I hopefully will get into the master uh, this autumn. Uh, so when I'm finished with the master's, then... Taking a look at it again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For Solvo, I think that's a marvel, first of all, to, to first take a bachelor and then considering a master at the same time as doing, doing, your, doing your life, your, your sport. Uh, on a professional level, that that's quite admirable, I would say, because it's it's not for for everyone. No. Um, but but can you try to enlighten us a bit when you, for instance, travel to a future series tournament in, let's say, Hungary? How can you afford that? Because yes, Norway is an expensive. You need to have for your daily living. But how can you afford actually traveling around Europe to try to qualify, for instance, for the European Championship? Yeah. Um my mother and father, <laughs> uh, they give me the money I need, of course, uh, but I am one of, well, there's some players on the national team who gets extra money from the federation, and I'm one of them, and I think without that, it would be much harder. So, but not everyone on the national team on the senior don't get that money that I do, uh, so they have to work more than me. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky for what I get. I totally forgot. How old are you again? I'm two, yeah, 23. 23. I will be 24. Okay. How is it as a 23-year-old to ask mom and dad for money? <laughs> uh, actually, it's honestly, it's okay. Because mm. they always say, if you need money, you will get it. And we have, they have some of my money on my dad's account. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's not often, actually. But they, um, the, the apartment in Oslo, they pay for that. And that's a big help. That's a big help. Yes. Because I, when I was 23, I didn't ask my mom and dad for anything because I wanted to show I can do everything myself. How is it knowing that I can't? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what how, how, how is it to know that you can't do everything by yourself, that you actually need some support? Because when you're 23, you want to try to be independent, right? Mm. Uh, I don't think it's that strange in Norway, at least, for athletes to get help. I've read this article that most of the Norwegian athletes are, well, underpaid, and they need help for, from parents and good sponsors to be able to do it. So 
I've never thought about it as a failure. No. No. no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, because the way you see it uh, m might be the one why you can continue, right? Yeah. Badminton in Norway cannot be compared to a lot of other sports in Norway. Of course, we can always find something to compare to, but but what is it that you think, from your perspective, that Norway and Norwegian badminton needs to do to take that next step? I'm not talking about being cross country here or alpine skiing, because. That's not realistic, to be honest, in, in Norway. But what, what are the next steps Norwegian badminton needs to take from your perspective? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think um, if we on the national team uh, travel more, get more experience, get more results, I know for a fact that if we get better results, uh, we will get more support from the... Um, NOC. Yes. Uh, and I think we can show our results and then maybe go and come on the news, sports news, and then perhaps someone will notice it and think, oh, badminton, that's cool. Um, I think that is one way to look at it, of course. But it's, it's not easy. No, a lot of is relying on, on results. I think so. How does it feel then for you going to the European Championship and actually not, maybe not winning a match? because there are not that many players who can actually deliver those results. And if we look at the Norwegian uh, results at the European Championships, there are more losses than wins, right? Yeah. Um, I always go into the match and think I can win, because if I don't, I don't <laughs> see the point. But of course I'm realistic, and I know that probably I will lose. Uh, but I want to get as much points as possible, I want to play as long rallies because that's a really good experience for us because back at home we don't have those couples to compete against which are much much better than us so but uh, I think it's uh, I don't think many people can like understand <laughs> the feeling like okay I will lose this match but I will take what I can <laughs> But, but that's admirable again, because uh, we are in Kiev, as I said, uh, you dine with the bigger stars uh, half an hour ago. Yes. Uh, you, will eat, you will eat breakfast with them together again tomorrow morning. Yes. Um, but you're still here to compete. Yeah. But, but how is it to actually be part of that exclusive club? Because I think I actually said it to you once before, that there will always be a small girl home in Norway who wants to be in your position. Yeah. How is it actually to be that small girl who grew up to came into that position saying, yeah, today I'm sitting next to Carolina. Maybe I got my butt kicked yesterday on court, but I'm still here and I'm still representing my country. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an amazing feeling. And I'm, I must admit that when I see some of the best players, I'm like, ooh, there he is and there she is. <laughs> but I'm not trying to show it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's a good thing, is it not? Because that shows you are in the right place for, for a true badminton fan. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's hope that you continue until you're 30. Uh, when we speak, when you are 30, what have you achieved? Ooh. I hope that I'm satisfied with my career. And I think, well, I hope that I really improved my game and be able to compete win matches at the European Championships, perhaps. I don't, I don't know more. But how, how do you measure satisfaction? 
That's a tough question. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, I will have to tell you when we meet again. We meet again in seven years, for sure. Uh, hopefully also before. So, Florian Jørgensen, thank you very much for coming and recording the podcast with us. Thank you very much. Uh, go follow uh, Solva on uh, social media. She has promised me that she will do better. Right, Solva? Yeah, good. So uh, go follow her on social media and remember that you can always follow Badminton Europe also. And thanks for watching the BC podcast.